What's up, fellow music nerds? Matrix here, and you are locked into the Matrix Music Review Podcast, the only place to get your alt-rock, pop-punk music fix. We are back with another year-end discussion. By the time that you guys hear this, you'll have already listened to the top 20 countdown for my albums of the year. Shout out to Arrows in Action with their album Built to Last for being my top album of the year. It was a really fun podcast to record. It was not a fun list to make up because it was a lot of really difficult decisions this year. You guys will hear me talk about it in that podcast where it was really hard to kind of rank albums from 20 to 1 this year. There were so many good ones. There were so many albums that came out recently that it really kind of felt wrong to leave off like Unwell and Crooked Teeth. But at the end of the day, we could only have 20 on there and Arrows in Action was the top spot. Today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some EPs that stood out to me this year. We're going to talk about some singles that stood out to me this year. And then at the end, we're going to talk about 2024. What do we expect to happen? What do we hope happens? And just kind of the general direction of alternative music and where we're headed. So you know the deal. Head over to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Head on over to Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and give us a follow at Matrix Music Review. Stay up to date on all the latest happenings. Instagram's where I'm most active. And let me know what your top 20 albums were, what your top album was, what your top song was, or if you had a new discovery this year that you really enjoyed. Looking forward to hearing some of that over on Instagram. With that, we're just going to jump into talking about some EPs. There's not really going to be a rhyme or reason behind the way that I talk about the podcast today. It's just going to be a lot of stuff thrown at you. So the first EP that I wanted to just briefly mention, and it feels right to use this EP as my first one for the year end, because it was the first EP that I reviewed this year was Bring Back Movie Quote Song Titles from Sleepless. That was my first experience with that band. It was such a fun experience to hear Surrender and My Serenade and Friends Like Us. Those songs really stayed on repeat for me all this year. And made that EP not only one of my favorite EPs of the year, but one of my favorite projects of the year. And if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. I'm going to have a playlist of all of the songs that I talk about, all of my favorite songs of the year, including songs from the album of the year list, linked in a description of this episode on a playlist. So stay tuned for that at the end. But Bring Back Movie Quote Song Titles was one of my favorite projects this year. I hope you all have checked Sleepless out by now. And they are one of the bands that I'm really looking forward to hearing from in 2024 to kind of see where they're at and what they got going and what they got up their sleeve. Next EP I want to talk about is If We Go Down from First and Forever. I think First and Forever kind of sits on that next generation of pop punk, punk, alt rock stars that I'm seeing right now. We see it a lot with some of the other bands that I'm going to talk about today. We saw it a lot with bands that I talked about in the previous podcast. I don't want to say them right now because then I don't have anything to talk about later, but that's really first and forever is one of those bands that I really see blowing up next year. Once we get more material from them. I mean, they hopped on that tour with Magnolia park this year. I got to see them live and it was an incredible lineup and just kind of further cemented to me that they are really, the next big thing in this genre. So first and forever, if we go down one of my favorite EPs next one is I'm so good at being alone from Knox. Knox really stood out to me this year for a couple of reasons. I think he really has that pop production down, but also gives a little bit of punk in there as well. What gives it that pop punk vibe. 
where Knox stands out kind of above some of these other artists that we've seen come out is the lyrical creativity that we see. And one of my favorite songs from him this year was Love Letter. And Love Letter is even a song that I've shown people that are not huge alternative music fans. And they still enjoy it because they love the creativity behind the lyricism from Knox on this. So he's another one that I'm really excited to see what 2024 has in store for him because 2023 was definitely a strong showing from Knox. Next EP I just want to briefly mention is Over My Dead Body from Girlfriends. The reason I want to mention that EP is because there's a song off of that that was easily one of my favorites of the year. Plastic is one of the better like pop rock, pop punk songs I've heard in a while. It's so catchy. It's so easy to sing along with. Definitely was a earworm for me as soon as I heard it. And it was on one of my top played tracks this year. So Over My Dead Body by Girlfriends, that EP was one that stood out to me this year as well. Can't talk about EPs this year without talking about In Balance. One of my favorite discoveries of the year. In Balance came out swinging with their debut EP, with Lost As I Am, with Blurry View, all of these different tracks off of that EP, even got some acoustic versions of those tracks, which are phenomenal as well. Imbalance is a band that really, I don't know how to describe them because I have so much faith in what they're doing, and I don't want to say that, oh, they're pop punk, oh, they're you know punk, they're skate punk, whatever you want to call it. Whatever it is that they're doing in this alternative music scene, Inbalance is going to be around for a long time, and they're going to be doing things at this level for a long time. Really excited to see what 2024 has in store for Inbalance. Just want to briefly mention Good Hangs and Dance No Thanks. Both of their EPs were super solid. Specifically from Good Hangs, I love their track. I watched All My Friends Fade Out. I think that has the perfect nostalgic pop punk sound to it that I've been talking about a lot this year. And then also Magdalene Rose really stood out to me. Bad Residential is such a heavy, hard-hitting track because the production behind it is so clean. And then you get the under oath feature that comes in and gives it a little bit more heaviness along with Magdalene's voice as well. She can put some heaviness behind it, but Man, that EP really stood out to me, and I think that has a big potential to be a commercial success. I don't know if it's gotten play on like Octane or anything like that yet. I would expect it to if it hasn't, but that's kind of another artist that really stood out to me this year. And then finishing up EPs, I'm going to say that this is the spot where I'm going to talk about this one specific band, but if you're looking for a band that really took a gigantic leap in 2023 and really positioned themselves for superstardom in 2024, I don't think you have to look any further than Magnolia Park. Magnolia Park at the beginning of this year was just coming off of Baku's Revenge at the end of 2022 and was gaining some steam with that album. And then I felt like every week, every other week when I was recording a podcast, I was talking about a new song, a new EP, a new album. There was something from Magnolia Park that kept them on everybody's minds basically all year long. You know, we got a deluxe version of Baku's Revenge with songs like Dizzy and Face Down. We got 
two EPs on the same day, Moon Eater and Soul Eater. My personal favorite on that is probably Moon Eater. The collaborations that they did on both of those EPs are just stupid good. They are easily some of the best collaborations of the year, and they were on one of the better collaborations of the year that was on my top album. They were on the credits from Arrows in Action. But Magnolia Park, man, they are a band that I really see taking that next jump. I'm going to put together a podcast for you guys at the beginning of the year when we usually get that music lull where we're not getting a lot of new releases yet. We haven't had any big names tell us that they're going to drop anything. And the podcast is going to really center around who's going to be that next sleep token, who's going to be that next bad omens, who's going to take that next step that they were kind of building for a while and then just explode the one year after that. So I think Magnolia Park's right there, and they're going to be in that conversation. So wouldn't be a year-end list if I wasn't able to talk about Magnolia Park. Moon Eater, one of my favorite EPs, and loved everything that they did this year. So before I move into singles, I want to take a minute and give you two... The year in numbers is what I'm going to call it. So I decided to take a look back and look at how many albums slash EPs I listened to this year. And my number was well over 100 for this year. And that is crazy to me. That number is only for the alternative genre. You guys know that I started the year doing a split between alt and country and Once I made that move to alternative full-time, I really picked up on my album listening for alternative, and we went over 100 easily. So I'm one of the people that reviews a ton of albums, and I know that albums are kind of fallen by the wayside, but I think there's still a lot of value in listening to a full album because a lot of times you get those deep cuts that you connect with that maybe somebody else doesn't. And I found that a lot this year. You know, I connected a lot with Learn My Lesson from Arrows in Action. I connected a lot with Christ Alive, Damn It, My Toe Hurts from Hot Mulligan. I connected a lot with a song like Love Again from Archetypes Collide. All these different songs that we're not really hearing a whole lot about. And I would not have found had I not listened to the whole album because they weren't in the top listen to tracks for that specific artist. So I still think there is a lot of value in listening to albums. And with listening to over a hundred this year, I clearly found some, what I would hope to call diamonds in the rough. And hopefully you guys like them. They're going to be on the playlist that's linked below. But the other year in numbers that I want to mention is just a weird observation that I had this year. So one of the things that I noticed is that Again, almost every week or every other week when I was reviewing tracks, I had a feature from Kellen Quinn. And I thought maybe it was just kind of me not paying attention to my numbers or me not paying attention to who was releasing music. But then I started to look back and I was like, wow, I really did review a lot of songs that were featuring Kellen Quinn this year. I wonder why there were so many. And so I decided to go back and just look at Kellen Quinn's Spotify page and see how many singles he released this year as like a featured artist. And that number, I'm pretty sure I did my math right. That number was 30. That is a ton of songs to be featured on in a year. 30 tracks is absolutely out of this world. So to see Kellen Gwynn on 30 tracks, I think it's pretty safe to say that he is the top collaborator in our little genre here. So 
I'll be excited to see if he can top it for 2024, see if he can get up to 32, 35, whatever it may be. But 30 songs from Kellen Quinn this year is unbelievable. Next, we're just going to jump into some songs and artists that I really connected with this year. Like I said at the beginning, there's really no structure to the way I'm doing this. I'm just going to kind of give you guys some artists that I enjoyed, discovered, whatever it may be. So we're going to start with discoveries first. And one of my favorite discoveries this year was Nick Karcher. Obviously, you guys know we talked to Nick on one of those previous podcasts. It was really just a fun interview setting with Nick, one of my favorite interviews that I've done. And Mr. Obsessive and The Hard Bitter Truth are just great tracks. There's no other way I can describe it other than just saying they're great tracks. When you kick off a year with a song like Mr. Obsessive, it's hard to kind of follow that up. But we talked about it on the interview podcast about how the structure of songs from Nick was just so perfect and it was easy to follow kind of the storyline of, all right, we had this bad situation happen. All right, I really don't want to fall back into these bad habits and give you a second chance. And now I'm just accepting that it's the hard, bitter truth. And so I'm really excited to see what Nick's got up his sleeve. I know that he had mentioned he's got some more tracks that he's going to put out. So we'll definitely be looking forward to that in 2024. Another big discovery for me was Mitch Rip this year. You guys know I have a lot of faith in what Mitch does. I still don't really know how to classify his music genre-wise, and I think that's fine because he hits all of the marks of pop punk, pop rock, whatever you want to call it. And Yellow is easily one of my favorite tracks from him this year, has been constantly played for me all year long. No Deal was another great discovery. Let Go is probably my favorite track that they released this year. Travis is another artist that I really, really have some high hopes for in 2024. Just a Mess was such a fun song and such a fun discovery for me. So I'm looking forward to see what Travis has up his sleeve for next year. And then another fun discovery for me this year was a band called Happy Days. They had a song come out called Faded. And I know that, you know, some people were not really sure if they liked it. They felt like it was kind of too poppy, but I still think they have a pretty hard hitting pop punk sound. And I think. As we've continued to get tracks from them, we see them kind of leaning more into that pop punk side and kind of moving away from the pop side. So I'm interested to see what else they have. I know that they just released a new single not that long ago that I really liked. I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but that was a really big year for me for Discoveries. I talked about it in the albums and we had a couple of them up there in EPs with, you know, first time releases and things like that. It was kind of a crazy year for debut albums, debut releases, debut singles, all these different things. So, you know, the freshman class of 2023 really set the bar high and I'm excited to see what 2024 brings in that respect. So some other artists and other songs that I really enjoyed this year, Bunny featuring Kellen Quinn. That was one of my favorite Kellen Quinn features of the year. Lonely Together is such a fun track. Lolo and her track Faceplant still is one of my top tracks on the year. And I saw an interview where she was basically talking about that track and said that it was kind of based off a true story. And she wrote it when she was getting, you know, her chin all fixed up after faceplanting and all these different things. So if you see that interview out there, go check it out. It's really a interesting insight into what the mind of a songwriter can be like you know the smallest little thing that happens to you can just instantly click and then you have your next next song that you want to write 
Gabe Woodrow and his track, I Hate to See You Go, But I Love to Watch You Leave, was a huge hit for me this year. I actually got to see it live, and it is just as much fun live as it is recorded. If you get a chance to go see Gabe, go check him out. He's a lot of fun live. Maybe Someday in their track Borderline is one of the coolest tracks I've heard all year. One of the coolest music videos I've heard all year. And they're another band that's really hitting hard right now with some covers. They've done a lot of covers on Instagram. They just dropped a cover of Buy You a Drink from T-Pain. Such a fun cover there. So go check out Maybe Someday with that. You guys know that when we did our mid-year album song list that Marley and Studio Apartment were right up there. She's another one that has dropped a lot of really good music this year. Not My Weekend had a really good year with their new album Shimmer Season that came out. My favorite track still is probably Shut Up from them. I loved getting the kind of Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack vibes from Basement Gary on their track Get Away. Loved the more pop-leaning, but definitely pop-rockish sound from South Arcade on their track, Unaware. I love the angst on a track like Bathroom Floor from Sophie Powers. I love the kind of hard-hitting production that we got on Self-Destruct from 0936. And then the last two things that I want to touch on, the first one I want to touch on is a song called Just Break Up by by Sho and Tyson Yoshi. This track has just continuously climbed for me. It's one that I don't think I talked about on a podcast. I know I linked it in the Control-Alt-Save playlist, but Just Break Up is a perfect example of how global our genre is. This is such a fun track, and it just popped up for me one day when I was listening to... I think I was listening to the If We Go Down EP, and it just kept playing after... I think it clicked on after we finished that EP, but but either way, it pops up, and it's just this... It's a little different. We're not used to hearing alternative music necessarily in another language, unless it's, you know... We've had a lot of German tracks that I've mentioned this year, but we really haven't had that before. And so to get a song like Just Break Up from Sho and Tyson Yoshi that really checks all those boxes was so much fun. And it gives me even more of a reason to continue to check out all of these different artists that I may see or may be sent to me. And, you know, maybe I'm not familiar with it or even not familiar with whatever language it is that they are singing and in the song, but it's still a lot of fun to be able to kind of connect with that type of music. So love that. And then the last thing I want to talk about is two bands that this year, one band dropped like three tracks, I think, total, and that's Loveless. Loveless is a band that I feel like is just, again, right on that edge of exploding where they kind of fit that Magnolia Park vibe as well, where we all kind of know who Loveless is. They've kind of been right up in like the top tier of artists, and every time they release something, it's really, really strong but we're waiting for that explosion. And I think that explosion is coming in 2024 when you gave us songs like drag me down and Picasso this year. So looking for a lot from loveless in 24. And then the last band I want to touch on is 408. 408 is a band that I can say this year, honestly did not drop a bad song. 
And that's not something that I say lightly. They dropped a decent amount of tracks this year, and every single one of them was strong. Every single one of them had really strong production. There was good lyricism behind it. Their sound is one that I can see taking off next year, especially if they continue to put out some of these tracks that they're teasing over on their Instagram. They're they're a band that really has my attention, at least for the beginning of 2024. And I just really want to see what they do. I know that they're going on tour with We The Kings to start off, so I think that's another great exposure for them. But really expecting big things out of 408 in 2024 after the amazing year they had in 2023 with giving me some of my favorite songs of the year in again, 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 remember her like that. And of course the manic collaboration with Magnolia Park. So those were some of my top songs, artists, discoveries this year. So the last thing I want to talk about is just kind of what I'm looking for in 2024. If I have anything that I'm anticipating or artists that I'm looking forward to hearing from next year, you know, I said I'm going to do a whole separate podcast about artists that could take that next leap. So we're not going to jump into that. But what am I looking for next year? I think the first thing that I'm looking for is, do we have any more unexpected breakups slash disbandments? Obviously, this year we got the announcement that Sum 41 is finishing up, so I'm anticipating their final album, which is a double album, and their last tour. It seems like for them it was just they feel like it's time for them to be done. It's not like there's a big problem or any type of disagreement within the band. It's just kind of they feel like it's time for them to be done. Obviously, you know, we got the... Panic at the Disco, Viva Las Vengeance, bow out, which I, I really don't even want to discuss that, to be honest. You know, I feel like we all knew Panic was on its way out, and it's just kind of sad the way that they went out, but hopefully maybe they'll reconvene in the future and they'll give us a proper finale. But I'm interested to see if we get any other bands. You know, I don't have any right away that I'm like, oh yeah, I can definitely see them like breaking up. I think the state of pop punk alt rock bands is pretty strong right now i don't see any that have really any problems or any problematic members or anything like that you know i think we're all pretty strong and all of the reunions that have happened recently are going extremely well so it'll be interesting to see if we get any surprises next year as far as bands returning to form like we got this year i don't know who else could come back and return to form at this point you know i think we've kind of checked all the boxes obviously i mentioned this in the album podcast but we've gotten fallout boy we've gotten paramore we got blink 182 with tom back the only real one that i'm looking at at this point is my chemical romance i think It'll be interesting to see. We got a commitment from them to play when we were Young Fest, and not only did we get that commitment, but they're going to play Black Parade in the full entirety. So that tells me that My Chemical Romance is ready to come back. It's just a matter of are they coming back with more music or are they just coming back to play what they have already. So interested to see that at the beginning of the year. In terms of albums that I'm looking for next year, 
I feel like we're due for a Woe Is Me album. I feel like we're due for a Neck Deep album, Knocked Loose, maybe a Spirit Box album. I don't want to get my hopes up for that one because obviously they just dropped a amazing EP and just did a collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion and just got Grammy nominated for Jaded. So they are kind of clicking on all cylinders right now. So if they don't release an album, I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to fault them for it. They've got a lot going on right now. So not really sure who else, you know, could be, could be dropping an album next year. I think, you know, the big thing for me is just to see kind of where some of these discoveries that I had in 2023 end up in 2024. You know, we listened to a lot of music this year. I listened to a lot of artists, a lot of bands, a lot of different things. So Obviously, we're going to get our standard releases from big artists, and obviously we're going to see and review all of those, but I want to see where some of the artists that may not be as well-known to the general public go and see you know, who takes those next steps, who maybe has a viral hit or something on TikTok. That's going to be really interesting to see, and I'm looking forward to doing that with them this year. So I think that just about wraps it up for end of your lists, end of your discussions. I hope everybody enjoyed these two podcasts. This is like one of my favorite times of the year. And I always enjoy putting together playlists for you guys. And we will start next year with a brand new playlist. So as soon as the ball drops and we get a new year, there'll be a new control alt save playlist for you guys with new music from next year. And we'll continue to keep the other ones there, obviously, so that you can continue to go back to it. But in the meantime, I want to thank you all for supporting this podcast. It has been a hell of a year for the start of this podcast and all the support that we've gotten, not just from listeners, but from artists and bands and all these different people sharing the podcast and putting us on their Instagram pages and things like that. It really does mean the world to me, and it just kind of furthers gives me further proof that you know i need to keep going and keep doing this for you guys so we will end on that note as always matrix music review on all social medias instagram twitter and tiktok give us a follow over there if you are listening on apple music or spotify leave a five-star review and make sure you continue to share this podcast with your friends family whoever it is Continue to spread the word about alternative music and let everybody know that pop, punk, alt, rock, emo music is not dead. It is alive and kicking. With that, I will see you guys in 2024. Have a good new year.